0: It's
1: real, it's real. you know the day. you know the come on. Hey, Shante. And I'm Natalie. Welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by The Norfus Firm. At The Norfus Firm, we solve people problems, working with employers all over the world in different industries on DEI and HR issues. We've been away for a
0: minute. Yeah, well... They might not know that, but we know that we haven't been here. <laughs>
1: it while. makes me think of something like been around the world and I I I right. I can't find my baby. Exactly. Who's the, what who's the Okay, we're not gonna get caught up in that. So you know,
0: I always do. This is But my we've problem. been
1: we've been really uh out there seeing the world. Wow, where have we
0: been? We've been to New York.
1: Pounded the pavement,
0: literally. Literally. Yeah. Lost skin on my toe. Yeah. My knee is broken.
1: <laughs> it's not broken, but it feels broken. So <laughs> that's And then we went to Um, a conference, DEI conference, got some new learnings in, which is always good. We practice what we preach as we talk about a lot.
0: Yeah. San Diego was a nice change um, going from one coast to the other. That was really kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what's the deal with DEI and mindfulness?
0: Well, you know, I particularly love this topic because it is something I'm very passionate about, just the mindfulness in general. And, you know, I don't know if it's because of just upbringing and just having to be aware of surroundings, family dynamics, all the different things, just developing the sense of, all right, just stay in the present moment because you can get caught up very quickly in either other people, other things, memories, imagination, all of that. So it's like, just be here right now. And so I've really, really love sharing that with folks and how they can really improve themselves through the practice of mindfulness. And then the work that we do together in this DEI space, definitely see an application there. Uh, because it just helps to make DEI better. So of course Okay, I was gonna say know, before we get language, too far, right? Of course, we're gonna go into yep. the shared language. Um there are a number of definitions of mindfulness, right? Most of them center around awareness and non-judgment and being present. And just being able to kind of regulate yourself, um, but for our conversation as it relates to DEI and particularly leadership in the DEI space, I like this definition that we get from um, author B. A. Wallace and his colleagues, where they say mindfulness, and for them they specifically speak about it mindfulness meditation. But I think the application works for our context as well. It's um, the self is a self regulation practice focused on training attention and awareness. With the goal of bringing mental processes under greater voluntary control. And so I love that because there are a couple of things that it really hits on. It's the, it's the, the self-awareness. So what's happening with me, which if you have been watching any of these couple of last few episodes, I always talk about the, how are you showing up? What's going on with you emotionally, energetically? So it's that part, it's the training or the practice, which, you know, as a yoga teacher, I'm always big on what's your daily practice. How are you really sitting with yourself? How are you showing up for yourself um, in ways that allow you to understand yourself a little bit better? Which again speaks to the awareness and the attention. But the, the part of it is to be able to control voluntarily control your reaction to things it is, is voluntary. what's important. It is voluntary. Because you know
1: what we hear a lot. They made me. I always hear yeah. someone say that you made me mad. Right. They made me do that. Right. 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 And it takes away the, that choice, choice. because mm-hmm. it is voluntary. Mm-hmm. Now I'd like to tee up my next question uh, for you with just a little story about why we even thought we need to do this now. You know, we went to this DEI conference. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There were a lot of topics covered, really great topics. Accessibility, how do you uh, capitalize on Hispanic workforce, the way uh, cognitive diversity we we learned about. And it made me think like for a leader who's not a DEI practitioner, that can be super overwhelming. Right. Right, That there's so many different aspects to it, so many different topics, so many different things that you could learn about. And so it's like, do we have to be an expert in all of those things to do DEI well?
0: Yeah, no. Um, In fact, you would probably go crazy if you try to really be an expert in everything that really impacts DEI. I think what it really stems, if you take yourself out of it a bit, what is what is the requirement for you to, to really hold space for people and to be what we encourage folks to be as an inclusive leader, right. What does that really look like? A lot of it is, okay, can I be in this space with a bunch of different people and not get caught up in it? It's again, self-regulation. Can I, can I be with you? Can I be with everyone that's in, in the room right now on the production team and be able to understand the dynamics of what's at play here in a way that allows me to respond accordingly. And so it's being able to slow down. It's being able to pause notice what's happening with outside and inside and then choose a course of action. So part of that, a big part of that is being able to suspend yourself a little bit. You acknowledge what's happening of course, but you don't let yourself overtake a situation. Mm. So, you know, people are showing up with uh, their own stories and their own origins of, of their origins and their are start- just showing up with, you know, whatever mental um, concerns that they're having at the time, emotional concerns that they're having at the time. Um, just their experiences that they're having in the world and you're supposed to manage all of these things as a leader. Now, what it takes for you to do is pause, just sit there and listen. Be quiet and get with get with them, be with them where they are. That takes a lot of empathy and emotional intelligence, which are two topics I'm really big on, in order for you to, okay, now that I've heard this, what am I supposed to do with this information? Where where where, where does this naturally lend itself to where does the energy want me to go in in this? So it really takes you having to be present, which is big part of mindfulness present without judgment. That's the hard part.
1: So you used a word that I think is super critical here Mm -hmm. and that's respond Mm. because we deal with a lot of reaction. Yeah.
0: There is a distinction.
1: Yep. And so I think when we apply it, you know, in the DEI context, one that sticks out for me is when a woman is pregnant Mm-hmm. And people's like desire to like reach for her belly. Mm. And it's like this thing where that's that you're in your, if you're without being mindful, your reaction right. to a belly is, can I feel the key, feet kicking in her belly? Right. A response would be keeping your hands to yourself.
0: Right. Right. And asking.
1: And, and like being, being in that moment of, wow, this is her body. Mm-hmm. A pregnant belly may be an extension of it, but it's still her body. Right. You wouldn't go up to touch a non-pregnant person's belly. Right. just, that's.
0: Weird. I mean, I really
1: hope you wouldn't. It's weird. But I mean, it's weird you wouldn't, about. right? So this is that idea of it takes another two seconds, often that pause, to calculate a response instead of a reaction. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about the difference? Yeah. There is
0: a di- so reactions are just they're jerk, they're knee jerk, they're just you know I'm gonna I I see something and I respond instantly and I don't take the beat to slow myself down. The response is a choice which came earlier. I can choose. To either go with my natural reaction to things if that's appropriate in the moment. Cause a lot of times, most times, tends not to be, <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, and or I can choose a better way or a way that will lead me to a result that I'm actually looking for. But if you don't take that time to pause and reflect, not even a deep reflection, we're not talking about going and journaling and taking, you know, all these trips somewhere and <laughs> all these things. No, just taking a beat. And being with it, say, "Hey, what's appropriate in this moment?" and and what is it that this person is is asking for, either verbally or non-verbally. And so, half the times when we do that, we have that jerk reaction, that knee-jerk reaction. It's because we're centering ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's something that 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 as this response that we want to do, um, and then that person then is not even in the equation anymore. So it's like you really have to take that time to slow yourself down. And we move so fast nowadays, it's really hard to slow down, but that's really, if you're trying to be inclusive, you have to slow yourself down to be with people where they are.
1: So if we're thinking about scenarios where this can come up, yeah, I gave the pregnant belly example. Mm-hmm. I think other examples tend to be uh, around hair, mm. right? If we wow. think about, yeah. you know, um, we've talked about this a lot, black women, black hair is a big topic. Uh, we change our hair a lot. If you've been watching this podcast, you've probably seen me in multiple different <laughs> yeah. iterations of my hairstyle. And there's this tendency that if you show up to work with a style that's completely different, actually, our makeup artist today was the first time we saw her in her natural state and it was gorgeous. gorgeous. And you're like, oh my God, your hair is so gorgeous. What about those types of situations where someone's appearance has changed from the like? significantly from the last time you saw it Mm -hmm. and that idea of like sometimes people again go out to reach the hair or why did you do that or what's different what about there
0: so I think in those instances slowing again slowing down pausing what are you really trying to communicate like take your time use your words (laughs) you know listen this is not to say that we're not going to mess up this is not to say that we're not going to you know, an oops or an ouch can happen and we're dealing with people. So that's normal. But we're just encouraging folks to just slow down enough to think about what you want to say. Think about what you want to do in a way that's appropriate for the situation um, when it comes to hair, especially with, with black women, we that's. I don't know if I want to say it a privilege or an opportunity that we have, we get to really flex our hair in a way that other folks, they could, if they wanted to, but you know, we, we're, we're nice with it. (laughs) We're really nice in how we're able to really, you know, do our, do our hair in different ways and, and the frequency in which we're able to do that. And it's accepted. And it's something that, that we, we really pride ourselves in that ability to do, but may not, be, I don't, I don't know if it's a respect thing or responded to in the same kind of way or revered in the same kind of way. And so people, re- have their own reactions to that. And what is that centered in? So, you know, this can go in, in a, a bunch of different places, but what we, what we find often is that because we are not in these spaces, um, there's not a lot of us in these spaces. And so when we show up as ourselves with this different hair, because people aren't used to it, it's not the dominant culture or not the dominant way people express themselves, right. then it's a shock or it's an odd. It's like, oh, I want to, it's the shiny new thing that you want to comment on. And this is just black women being black women. So if we're talking about inclusive leadership and being mindful, start from there. This is just how people express themselves and allow that to be. Now, if you want to make a comment on it, what's the comment that you're trying to make and what's appropriate in that session. Maybe you want to compliment them. Maybe you want to, there's something about it that really is attracting you to it. Speak on that, but don't, don't make it about like, you know, something that just seems completely weird like it's and out of the ordinary and all that. Don't do that.
1: So it brings up the flip side, which I talk about a lot. So I think sometimes then this, what what we're talking about could lend or, or give the impression that we're saying don't ever ask, don't ever talk to people about these things. Um, that, that seem different to you, right? Because that's kind of what happens mm-hmm. is people are coming from their experience of not seeing women in their lives switch their hair a lot and do all these different styles. Mm-hmm. So then it, it's like, again, don't treat people like that's weird because right. you're not accustomed to it, but we're not saying don't talk about it. Sure. And I think that the thing that this all kind of comes down to is those layers, right. Of getting to know people. So if this is an employee who's been with you two weeks and you haven't built trust, you probably aren't going to start diving in like, oh, it's, it's kind of cool. Your hair was that way yesterday and this way, this way. Like, I'd love to learn more about that. Great question for someone that you've worked with and established right. some kind of re- rapport because we can learn from each other. Sure. Right. So it's totally appropriate when you're coming at it from a learning curiosity standpoint, not curiosity like you're weird, but curiosity like I'd love to understand more about this. Right when you've developed that rapport and that's that mindfulness piece, right? Where are you in this place? And I I talk about this a lot when it comes to like interviews, people start diving into like really wild questions with folks because they just want They're curious. Typically in in an interview, people Mm -hmm. want to know, do I like this person? Will I want to work with them? And so you're asking like, do you have kids? Are you married? All things in the United States that are, you can't ask. Right. And so it's that idea of what do you really want to know? Like you're saying, what is it you're really trying to understand and ask those questions? Because if, for example, you're trying to hire someone to be your uh, content creator, well, you want to probably see some content they've created. Sure. Right. And then you want to dig into that. And I always tell people if they're giving you when they're giving you those responses, you're going to figure out whether you like them or not in their response. Sure. Like, will, will you be able to vibe with them? Because mm-hmm. obviously you shouldn't be making an employment decision solely off whether you like somebody. But bottom line is, will they fit? And so I think that that same sort of logic applies here. Resist the urge to sort of treat, objectify people, right? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it starts to feel to the person being sure. talked to about it right. uh, by saying all these, like, well, why'd you do that? And why is it like that? And like that thing of like more like it's weird to you get to know the person, establish that rapport. And then these questions, again, in, in context,
0: are appropriate. Right. right. So we're not saying it's an all or nothing. No. Like, it's not black and white. You know, we don't do binary. Right. So, or, okay. Within certain instances, yes. <laughs> but in general, in this work, we try to stay away from binary thinking. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, appropriate, not appropriate. Um, except for that one, sorry. Not the not appropriate, appropriate one, because you do have to discern discernment is letting you know when you should say something, when you shouldn't by reading the room. So that's one that, that you should definitely stick with, but the other ones, throw them out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So if someone makes a mistake, sure, because you did a hit on that, yeah. we all, we all are going to make mistakes. Yeah. 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 Then what?
0: Acknowledge it. Start there. Always acknowledge it. I, we come from the framework of do no harm. So once you've Done something and it has harmed someone. Simply acknowledge that that has occurred, and then after that, you know, take some time to figure out okay what what was it about this that was harmful. Then um, apologize, say sorry, and that's it. Please, please don't please add any sort of conditional, all
1: uh, sort of
0: back in backhanded apology. Like don't do that. How many? Just I mean, and I just
1: want to. We will end here, but I just think it's really important. People mess up. Yeah, we are human we make mistakes. I can't tell you how many times I see those, uh, like if a star has to apologize for something they said in a lyric or whatever, I'm sorry if it offended someone when you already know someone was offended. So that's disingenuous. Don't do that. Um, I'm sorry, but this is what I meant also undercuts the apology. Don't do that. It's uncomfortable to say I apologize, period. Right. Because we don't like to feel like we are wrong. Okay, we it's a good,
0: bad, right, wrong. Exactly. We don't want to feel that we did that.
1: But when you just acknowledge it, and I'm really passionate about this, obviously, because it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't undermine the apology. Right. I apologize, period. I right. acknowledge your feelings, period. Right. Period. Right. Right. All right. So wrapping it up.
0: But there's one last thing I have oh. to go in because there's the last part of that.
1: Okay. So it's not
0: just acknowledgement and the apology. Yes. But there's one more act. You have to set in place. How is, what are you going to do to not have this occur again? Exactly. So you got to take action there. Okay. That was it. (laughs) All right. Mindfulness Mm -hmm.
1: is voluntary. Yep. Something you choose being present in the moment.
0: Present in the moment, self-aware.
1: We do not have to be experts in every area of DEI to be good at it. Right. If we're mindful, and we're thoughtful of that. And if you make a mistake, acknowledge it. And act.
0: Apologize and act.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, it. we'll be back. We're always happy to have you here with us on What's the Deal. See you soon. I think-